Hello, welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello. Hello. And today, Steve, we have a guest. Ooh, tell me more. Ooh, Ooh tell me more. You're looking at her. Everybody. It oh, is. Hey there. <laughs> it Hi. is our friend and one of my best friends, Linda. Uh, do you hyphenate your last name still? No, I don't. I do Linda Thornburg, everybody. There we go. Sorry, I should have asked that previously. <laughs> well, actually, I never changed my last name, so it's it's confusing. So it's Linda. Oh, wait, it's Linda. oh my God, yes. what a freaking what a freaking patriarch I am! <laughs> I, I hate agree. myself. I hate myself right now. I no, hate I'm, I'm myself so good. hard. No, <laughs> Linda. Okay, yeah, I, I Linda, please. Oh my god. We thought about it. We talked about it after we got married and it was just like why? Harrison wouldn't change his name and also the origins yes. of changing your last name. Women used to be the husband's property. That's why she took his last name. Linda, so. I fucking love that. Oh, that's that makes that only makes sense. It does. It's, it's ridiculous. It's I've tried to think like I've thought about the concept of this alan and i were just talking about it one day just like in random conversation and you think about just the idea of a woman's lineage just effectively stopping when she marries a man yeah so who's uh whose name if when you have kids whose name are they gonna take so that's a good question i will have to i'm not sure i we think you should like, for it. fully talked about it <laughs> no i think it would need to be hyphenated um it's a really long ass last name though so i don't know how practical that is um but part of it too for me is that i so my parents are mexican immigrants and my culture is important to me and i don't want to lose any of that and i want my kids to know about it and i want my kids to speak spanish and you know there's just like a lot tied into it that's not it's not just a last name like and if you think about it, like, why why do women have to change their last names if, if men don't want to either? Like, you shouldn't lose any part of your identity. Well, I think mathematically, at some point, somebody would have to just change their last name. Otherwise, like, your great, 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 great grandkids' last names can be so long. <laughs> You're right. At, at some or- point, somebody's going to be like, all right, I'm going to take one for the team here and, and take the name. I'm not or- saying it should be the man or the woman. <laughs> Flip a coin on it. Society. <laughs> I'm agnostic. Yes. Or maybe we can just start literally combining the two names. So we just create one. So it'd be like Linda Alanornberg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. And I'm glad you said that because it reminded me that John Stewart actually did that. Him and his wife, their last name, I believe, is is like a mix of their two last names. I'm, his, yes, his I'm pretty sure it's Leibowitz or something, right? I can't, I can't remember which which it is, but him and his wife decided to like meld their two last names, which I is really that. cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, at least not in the circles I run in. Obviously not, because I assumed you would have taken Harrison's last name. <laughs> I never hear people talking about any actual solutions to that. So that's that's a great idea. Um, when I'm not when I'm married, I'm not letting my wife take my name until she earns it i'm just oh my god i hate you she's just gonna have no name 
for months, <laughs> weeks, years. We'll see. That's just a first name. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just Alex now. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to make her take my first name. <laughs> so still just Steve. <laughs> This yeah, maybe so that's right now. I like am normally just like <laughs> laughing by myself to the ridiculous things that Steve said. And now I'm, I'm doing it on air. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, well, welcome, yeah. Linda, and thank you for being a patron, by the way. Yes. Thank you for having the podcast. Yes, you're the best. Linda's here um, after becoming a patron at the hundred dollar level if you do that you get to come on the podcast and you get to uh disagree with us and riff and raff as steve says and i'm excited to get into it uh our, normally our first segment is the oh wait no our first segment fuck how do i not know the format of our own show steve uh, every it's time kinda, it's kinda loosey-goosey you know it is loosey-goosey isn't it okay our first segment, everybody, is the warm-up. So this is the warm-up segment where you, the listener, if you're at the $3 tier or above at patreon.com slash podcast, you can submit fun topics for us to riff and rabble about. So uh, this week we got a couple hot ones coming in from Eric Mickelson. I'm going to kick it over to you guys. Let me ask you this. Jacuzzis, yay or nay? Ooh, I know he what Linda's he asks because he he already heard our opinions on baths, <laughs> so I'm assuming he wants to see if the same logic applies. Linda, you have thoughts on the jacuzzi? I am very pro jacuzzis. <laughs> I believe that. I mean, I can't afford to have one where we live right now. They have one, and I think that now that we have one, we're gonna have to make it work for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Because it's just so relaxing. Uh, it's really nice when uh, I've started exercising again. And when your muscles are sore, you just need something to kind of relax those muscles. It takes the edge off. Having a drink in the jacuzzi is so nice. You uh, can control the temperature when it's not a public one. I love I, it. Let me ask you, though. That being said, do you have any concerns about the pooper cumsies? I, I wait. <laughs> you say that one more time. Poop or cumsies? Yeah, you know they're in there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Linda lives at a family's house. <laughs> How do you, where do you think that family came from? Or I, or I should say, attached to. How a do you family. think families happen? Jacuzzis. <laughs> I don't know. I it's like I'm gonna say I'm gonna be honest. I don't care. I'm not a very like I'm not a gross person. I shower, but <laughs> gross things like that just don't bother me. I'm not a germaphobe. I don't like. I don't care about like things like that. They're not gonna like harm me in any way. So I don't. I don't care about pooper cumsies. <laughs> I <laughs> I, I also I have I would have to I would have to agree in that they are delightful. It is a hot pot for your soul. It is just so wonderful. They're the best things ever. I will say though, I have very sensitive skin and I get very itchy very quickly in oh. like hot water. So that is a bit disagreeable, some may say, with uh with my skin personally. You know what but, that is, though? Oh, no. The that's, poop comes 
No, no. <laughs> Touche, Linda. But just the opposite. Nay, not the poop and cumsies. That's the bleach doing its thing on the poop and cumsies. Oh, Look, no. No, they put bleach in there for a reason. I'm saying jacuzzis feel so good, you could literally poop and cumsies right across from me. I'm not getting out in, until I'm too hot. Like, that's what that, That's what the chlorine's for. <laughs> Have you that's ever what been it does. In- have you ever been in a hot tub and someone let you know that they peed in it? If I'm in a hot tub with someone else, I already know they peed. It, 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 we, we talked about this with the pools, Jordan. Okay. It's the second, either one of you, Linda, Jordan, the second you guys get in a jacuzzi, you know, you're peeing. Don't lie. Linda, <laughs> I, this is on the record. I disagree. <laughs> I, I disagree. I'm more likely to be in a pool than I am a jacuzzi. It is a little bit more confined, huh? Yes, I feel like that, and then it's all—it's also like, uh, which is very strange because it's much more identifiable if you pee in a pool to the other people around you. Yeah, because it heats up. <laughs> yeah, because like a pool, it's already—it's like cool by nature, right? So, also by nature, your pee is warm. That is identifiable as a characteristic. It's got color to it. It's—it's it's a ridiculous choice, but. I make it every day <laughs> that I get cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm just becoming like revealing how gross of a person I am more no, and more you. as this podcast goes on. But <laughs> I will say that I don't pee in the current jacuzzi that we have because it's not my jacuzzi and it's like <laughs> our friend's jacuzzi. I'm not going to pee in it. But when I'm in a public jacuzzi. Oh, I've done it, and especially if I'm drinking. Like if oh. I'm drinking and I and I get in the jacuzzi, it's like hot water. It's you know that prank where you like dip someone's fingers into like warm water. They it's the urge. It's a natural urge to pee. Yes, before you know it. Yeah. Did you say you can't fight the science? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Let's get it out. No. That's what the bleach is for. That's why they put all that in there so you can pee and poop in it. Yeah, that. Why, like, why, why spend all that money on chlorine if you're not going to use it? People are going to say, Steve, this completely goes against your stance on taking baths. You're saying you're all oh, you're just laying there in a bath in your own filth, right? Well, yeah. You know what? If I poured some fucking bleach in the bathtub first, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I want to get you a bath bomb, but it's just like that green powder shit you clean. It's just comet, just compressed beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that toilet bowl cleaner that turns blue. Yeah, I <laughs> think that was talking stubber that's that's horrifying it is interesting though that all this time the jacuzzi rules have been posted with the number one concern being have you had diarrhea in the last 48 hours or whatever and then here we are actively admitting as grown adults that we all pee in jacuzzis and there's no rules on no peeing in jacuzzis it's like it's really flying under the radar for the for, for big jacuzzi whoever makes those signs <laughs> I can't remember who makes this joke. You'll probably know this. It's it's a it's a comic that makes this joke, a famous one, about having active diarrhea and how it says like, have you ha- if you've had active diarrhea in the last seven days, and the guy's like, uh, hasn't everyone had diarrhea in the last seven days? Can't, don't we all fun- fall under that category? Yes, it's way too big a time scope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that window is way too big. 
it really is. With the, with the variety of diets we all enjoy, there's no way anybody is sitting there. And if they honestly, okay, well, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this: How long will you sit in a jacuzzi? Mm. About three jacuzzi cycles, which are 15 minutes each, so about 45 oh, minutes. That's you go exactly hard. I was going to say 45 <laughs> minutes too. Yep. I do yep. six minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> let me tell you, because there there are a few pleasures in life better than initially stepping foot into the jacuzzi that euphoria when you first get in but it lasts like 11 seconds and the rest of the time you're like oh i'm kind of hot <laughs> oh, <I'm> wet <laughs> getting a little pruny now oh that guy just right. took a and then you start sweating in the jacuzzi steve you get it yeah you're like, you're like how am i having the active sensation of perspiration on my whole body even though i'm submerged in water i get out of the jacuzzi and the level's higher than when i got in <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wait, this is so great. I just realized that I finally get to talk to you both about how I'm a sweaty person too. Are you yeah. a sweaty person? I'm Are not you? I'm not palm sweaty. My palms don't get sweaty, but I just like even right now I have like I think because I'm a little bit nervous, just kind of like the active like sweat just kind of like down the neck and like in the pits and then the back and like just kind of all over. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could see it, but yeah, you see my little pit stain? There you yes. go. I'm getting in there. It's yep. like sixty-five degrees. I've done no activity. <laughs> yeah. I mean I keep I keep dropping the microphone because it's so slippery. I knew I instantly felt close to all of you. I, I instantly felt the comfort of a triangle. It's it's very uh, it's good to know when you're you're in the company of someone that understands it because it is truly an issue that pathologically rocks me personally to my core sometimes. Uh -huh. Like when you're talking about being in situations where you'd be nervous or when you have to shake someone's hand if it's like an important thing. It's horrible. <sighs> And you know, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're not going to care. Yes, they will. They're going to yeah, shake your hand and they're going to be like, hi, nice to meet you. And then turn around and be like to their friend, like, what the fuck? That was like the grossest hand I've ever touched. What That's is wrong with them? Yes. The solution, <laughs> which is not a very good solution at all. It's just it's just a trade off to a, a less bad scenario is doing the old wipe on your pants first to dry your hand off. before you going for the shake. Because at least you're giving them the dry hand, but they still saw you wipe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you've mitigated some of the uncomfortableness, but now they're wondering what was on his hand. You know, was no. he just in a jacuzzi? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Even me, it is like the flow of water is so constant. Even from the time that I wipe my hand to the time I bring it to the other person's hand, it will still have gathered wetness again. It's like if you tried to like run a towel just under a, a running faucet for a second. It's nothing. It's like all right. <laughs> that's so. That sucks so much. And I feel like I just thought of another warm up topic that I might have to just bring somewhere else. But what Get is right worse? Now. Right now, drop it. What is worse? hand sweating palm sweating or face sweating when you're in a nervous situation like when you're like meeting Ooh. someone for the first time or just like in an interview or what have you what were the choices again I love this. face sweating profusely or palm sweating profusely do you have to shake hands yes then palm sweating i disagree <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to say face sweating. Because face pa- face sweating, it's like you literally can't have a poker face. You're just, you're just <laughs> I just completely terrified and then and face and even, yes me too and even if you're not terrified if you're like hey sorry guys i'm actually not terrified my face just sweats that doesn't <laughs> help your position at all in terms of being a normal human being it's like it's not- so incredibly distracting <laughs> and then like there's people that do stand up and they're just huge sweaters you know yeah and they like they'll like bring out a like a towel and it's uh-huh. like why do you even bring out the towel, dude? Just like, that. Just take off your shirt and like, just tie it around your fucking forehead because it's just constant, like that little dabs. That does nothing. If you draws more attention to it, yes, if your face is sweating. It's sweating. That's a headliner move, though. If you bring a towel on stage to wipe the sweat off, you better be doing at least thirty minutes, or or get the fuck out of here. Go go, go up there with a the towel to do your five minutes. Fuck off. How yeah. sweaty are you? You know. Just, just plow through it or wade through it, I guess. Yeah. I will yeah. I will say there are tricks that I've had to learn on stage to like avoid getting my hand sweat everywhere. Or like my hands will sweat so much, even when I'm holding the mic like this, beads of sweat will be like dripping down my forearm. Oh, and it's like, oh god. And then I know like if I wipe it, I like have to try to wipe it on my freaking it'll literally drip and the people in the front row, I know. They just like see it. And I also have a sweaty ass too, which kind of like translates to my inner thighs. So if I do any act outs, I have like a darker region in between. It's fucking gross. It is. <laughs> That's the worst. I feel so bad for you. Like the butts, what I think would be the worst for me. It's like all I, well, aside from the face sweating, mainly it's face sweating. So that's really obvious, but like, the most annoying is like when it's dripping down the pit just like i was just gonna say that it's so uncomfortable so if i have my arm out sometimes i'll see the 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 bead of sweat start from my armpit work its way down my bicep make it make it make a turn around my elbow and as it's going down my arm it's (laughs) it's gaining like mass like 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 a boulder you know and then, and then it gets to the end of my armpit or my elbow and just starts dripping off like it's like like it's the like the the first warm of, of spring and the snow's just starting to melt. Just drip, drip. Steve, it's just like the beautiful bit of dew that just yeah. perfectly drips off of a, a wonderful leaf, just shining in it. the sunlight. <laughs> exactly. If I hold it up just right, I get a rainbow. Amazing. It, as we speak, yes. What sorry, what did you say, Steve? <laughs> If I hold it up to the light, I can get a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Linda, what do, you, what do you think is worse, face or palms? I think face is worse. I'm going to say face because I've experienced it so many times in interviews and in like just starting a new job and like meeting new people or clients and having meetings with them and especially outside meetings meetings where it's like you're in the hot sun and it's like i'm already a sweaty person and now i'm nervous on top of that no and it's like it's sweaty and then they're like oh like is it too hot like do you want to like move into the shade should we like and i have to play it off and be like no it's fine like ah but maybe some shade sure (laughs) and it's terrible because they noticed or they wouldn't have asked yeah right exactly no that's so that's so true and then it's like 
Why do they even ask? Come on. If you're a non-sweaty person and you're having an interaction with a sweaty person, just seriously, like, don't say anything. Yes. Pretend nothing's happening. Don't look at the sweat. Just look <laughs> in my eyes and then we'll keep going. <laughs> Your eyes that you're, like, blinking because the beads are, like, coming down. <laughs> my mascara is running. It's, like, really obvious. <laughs> Oh my god. Do you oh, think this all started because you said you start sweating in jacuzzis? <laughs> <laughs> it wound up being the perfect topic though, now that we all we, we all struggle with it. This is like a this is like a support group. Everybody's just listening to it at this point. But if you if you like okay, let's say if we could all just put ourselves in the position of a non-sweaty person, if that's something we could even imagine. Sure. And we were hiring someone and you saw someone that was sweating. What would you, would any part of you think like, oh, this person can't keep their cool, do you think? No, I'd be like, I am so dry and ashy. I want to shake this man's hand and get some, get some, get some lotion, you know, a little moisturizer. (laughs) (laughs) He is glistening. This man is radiant. I must hire him, I would think. (laughs) I don't, I don't think it, it should affect anything. I think maybe just my own life experience makes me think like, I can't help it. Like I'm not, I can still like be a normal person and like do my job <laughs> and like I, I feel like we are in a support group but yeah I can, I can do everything normally like you don't need to feel bad for me mm-hmm. I you don't need to worry or question my abilities mm-hmm. yeah you're hired you're <laughs> yeah but as a patron you have to have a very steady hand uh, uh, if, I, if I let you guys in a little secret when I shake uh, the hand of a, a dry guy, as I call them, <laughs> not impressed. Not impressed, you know? Really? Yeah. This man hasn't been working. This man, how does he not have any anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to trust him. You're not hired. Come, that's back a- when, come back when you're wet, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got so dirty all of a sudden. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny um okay well we one? don't have a disagreement yeah we don't have a disagreement this week so let's do another warm-up sure this next one also comes from eric in ireland uh and he wants to know what we think about uh student loan debt forgiveness yes all of it yes <laughs> yes um, i agree <laughs> yeah yeah, I can't. I want to hear Steve's opinions because I'm sure you just disagree with Linda and I so hard. I mean, I'll I'll take the money, but I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna turn down money though. But okay. It's it's like I'm not the guy that needs a bailout. You know what I mean? The, the, the student loan debt is primarily held by upper middle class white people. It's it's a bailout to elites already. Like yeah, you have you have you, there there are some poor people that have like staggering student loan debt, but like by and large, people with student loan debt are like in the, the higher income tiers of society. Like why why aren't we bailing out like car loan debt? That would that would help more struggling people than student loans. But hey, again, I got student loan debt. I ain't turning down free money. Send it my way. Thank you very much. That's very interesting. That's, I had that's not considered that. I had, had never thought about it that way. Because I, when I think about it, I'm like, 
thinking about specifically all the people that really need the student loan debt forgiveness mm-hmm. that are yeah. not that are poor or it, you know it certainly will help some poor people but that's a very like ineffective targeting if if your your goal is to help struggling people by forgiving student loan debt is is very very imprecise because you're disproportionately helping people that are financially well off but yeah i I, again i'll take the money i do think like this became an increasing part of the conversation though when schools began to become more and more privatized so like access to public education for example just pretty much i mean I forget the exact statistics, but just Linda and I both went to UCSD in San Diego. And it's like, even just over our time there alone, you know, I think, you know, because Linda's a couple, you're a couple years ahead of me in school. So from the time you started to the time I graduated, tuition went up, you know, for like out of state students a lot, which I think is you know, there's an argument to be had for that because I think a state that's being, you know, funded by its citizens, that money should go back to the in-state students. And that makes sense. So the out-of-state tuition advances, I don't have as much of a problem with. But when it comes to the people that actually live there, people that like live in California and whose families have been paying into the tax system for so long and have done seemingly, you know, everything right to get their kid to a spot where they could make it into those schools, it sucks really fucking bad that it's like they still can't even afford to really go. Or if they do go, then it drastically affects the jobs that you take coming out of it because you're so worried about being able to get a job that like can pay those loans back. It's just it's not how the system is supposed to work, I don't think. Right. right. I'm kind of conflicted on this one, actually, because I, I feel like um the way that I thought about it before Steve started talking about how, you know, it's mainly for, you know, I have to do my research. I'd have to do my research, but I yeah, will I made say it that from my personal experience, um, my, I only had my mom that I could ask for help and she, I got a lot of financial aid. Um, so because of our income, just like single per- parent income, um, I was able to get a good amount of grants and a ton of scholarships, which I had to apply for. Um, so I really only left college with like 12 grand in debt, which is not that much. Um, but yeah, that kind of makes me beg the question, like, is this really just affecting people that already have more money than I do like is it affecting like are people that have debt people that can pay off debt Mm -hmm. yeah that's a really interesting point you brought up Steve I do know though that there's another element to this which is that the companies that are giving these loans are taking the payments back at you know along with such high interest rates by the end of your repayment plan you've paid twice as much just an interest. Well, it's like, I, where, are you, where, what companies are these? Because that's not Sally May or or uh, SoFi or any of the the major ones. Because I know mine's like my interest rate's like two point seven or something. Really? It's it's no more than four. I, I forget what the number is, but yeah. I mean, I re- I, I refinanced it down from I think four five point six. Like it's way less than a credit card or even a car loan. 
because it's all it's all subsidized. So I don't know if it's just the type of loans that I got or what, but if yeah, you look you at my loan program, so I graduated with like. I came from out of state. I also got a decent amount of grants from UCSD. Um, but my dad, my situation is weird because like my dad makes a lot of cash, but um, he wasn't like, he wasn't. He the, sells heroin. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of cash. <laughs> it's not on the books. Just, uh, just trust me. He's got the money. He's good for it. Yes, yeah. yes. I guess it's like, Everybody has their own story with all of their intricate details, but more or less, you know, my, my income, my parents were divorced. And even though my mom was the one whose care I was like under mostly, you know, in terms of like actually being in her household and stuff, I had to put my dad's income on there also. And so it was like, I couldn't just put my mom's who was making like a much, much, much lower salary. So then through like the grant process, I was able to get a little bit more to sort of make up for this profile that made it seem like I had a lot more money than I really did. Don't get me wrong. My dad like supported us financially, like so fucking much. And I was so incredibly lucky in that way. And he still does. Yeah. Wait, what? I said he moves a lot of weight. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but just like realistically, my dad's like not great with his money. So like at any given time, like he didn't really have stuff saved up for us too. And it's just, it was an interesting place to be in being like an out-of-state student that I didn't want to go to the Nevada schools because in my mind, you know, it's like if you don't go to an Ivy League school or like a UC school, then you're not going to be able to get the best education. It's so much fucking like brainwashing too, which is infuriating. That's Point what we were thinking. taught. It, that's yeah. just like what we what we were brought up with. The idea yeah. of, you know, you have to go to a good school. And I never questioned why. Yeah, exactly. If, but, you, um, if you want yeah. to be like an elitist, though, you kind of do have to go to an Ivy League school. That's the fucked up thing. Who fucking wants to be an elitist? I look at all the kids that went to those schools now, and it's like... And all the alumni, like the Bushes and all of their ties with like Yale or whatever, right? Isn't it like there's just these royal families that go through these schools and you don't even have to do shit to prove yourself worthy in quotes of like going to that school. But if you have the money, you go. Anyway, long story short, I'm literally incapable of answering a question directly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what, what is your goddamn interest rate, Jordan Coburn? <laughs> okay, I I graduated with like forty thousand in debt, and I last time I looked at the little pie chart, you know, of like the actual debt itself that I've paid down versus like the interest. It 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 is like almost. It, I don't know if it's how they make you like if they make you pay off interest first i should know this but however it is now i've paid uh, i've paid almost as much in interest as i have in like actual principal payments oh yeah that's that's how it is the the, the like the first few years of the loan most, most your payments go towards interest until you start wearing down the principal when does it stop when does the interest stop well, I mean, the interest is always going to be there, but you're, you're if because if you're making the same dollar amount payment every month, yeah, it's, it's not like a it's not like a credit card where you pay more this month, less next month, whatever. You know, right. it's like you pay a fixed amount every month, and yeah. your loan is what it is. The interest rate is what it is. So every time you pay 
you say your 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 payments five hundred. You put the five hundred down. Maybe three hundred of that goes to the interest, and two hundred of that goes to the principal. But now your principal is two hundred less. Sure. So your next payment, that five hundred dollars, maybe uh, like two hundred and two dollars goes to the to the principal, and two hundred ninety eight goes to the interest, and it, it it eventually catches up. But what I'm asking is, what is your actual interest rate? Because if it's something crazy like a credit card, you need to refinance immediately. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly. I mean, I think I've made it very apparent throughout the last five minutes. I don't know <laughs> but, but yeah, all, all I know is that I look at that and it feels like I'm treading through quicksand. And it's like the amount of money that I've put in that hasn't gone to that you know principal amount, it makes me really question why we can't have you know interest-free student let student debt repayment plans when maybe I understand like in Europe I know they do a thing where if you do something that you know contributes to society like if you're a doctor or uh, I think like a teacher or like a lawyer I think might be included in there then then you get a better deal in terms of like not paying for school but if you go for something like art then you have to like pay for your degree what yeah. do you feel something like that they have something like that for nonprofits. Like if you work in a nonprofit, you get, I don't know exactly how it works. It's its a forgiveness program though. Like they forgive a certain amount of your loans mm -hmm. if you work at a nonprofit for X amount of time. I don't know how long. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think if you do AmeriCorps too. Yeah. Yeah, know. that's I think, true. I think, that, I think that's a better way of doing it. If that's how Europe does, that's a better way of doing it than we do it. Because the thing about the student reloan like even if I say that, okay, yeah, we'll just pay off everybody's student loan debt tomorrow and they get to start over. I mean, that could be great, but that doesn't solve like the root of the problem is these these schools are still giving out these $400,000 loans and shit or $40,000 loans, you know? And so you, you haven't done anything to change the incentive of the schools. Let me start over. So the reason that the cost of, of college tuition keeps skyrocketing is because more and more like quote unquote free government money is out there with all these loans, right? Because people, kids are stupid. We look at this shit as free because the interest rate's low. I don't have to pay it till I graduate. Yeah. That shit's like five years from now, whatever. Yes. I'm going to take out a $50,000 loan, right? And we've never had to pay any for anything before at that point. So <laughs> Exactly. So the government keeps putting this money out there. So the colleges are like, well, shit, there's more money out there. Let's fucking raise the price and raise the price. So, so just paying off everybody's debt tomorrow would, I mean, that would help those people tomorrow. But the next year's enrollment of, of, of college students is going to just be behind the same wall of fucking debt. It's just going to be new debt. You know what I'm saying? Did that make sense? Yeah. And, and I just feel like it's, it's all intentional, you know, like the oh, yeah. reason that we don't know that Jordan, I will speak for myself, but I related when you were like, Oh, like, I don't know how much my interest is that sort of thing. The reason mm -hmm. that we don't know about things is completely intentional. Like the system is set up that way for us to not understand it. That's why we weren't taught anything about finances in high school. Like I think the best thing that could have happened in high school to me is my like, economics teacher like my AP econ teacher was like we're just gonna do a week where you learn about um retirement and you learn about um loans and interest rates and mm -hmm. all of that and mortgages and I was like oh, how credit scores work one week like we get one week that's better than nothing <laughs> yeah. oh you really had that yeah You're we did you really oh that's cool yeah 
Yeah, they just kind of yeah. threw us out there. <laughs> They're like, here, and, and by the way, while you're here, sign up for this credit card, you know? That, that, right. They had them at my college, like uh, credit card vendors would, would like set up little kiosks and have like little t-shirt giveaways trying to get college students to sign up for credit cards. And I was like, this, I mean, I'm going to sign up. I, I want this, but this can't be good, you know? Yeah, I agree. I'm trying desperately to log into my account so I can let you know what my interest rate is. <laughs> I, I want to know. know. Guess I, what? If you wouldn't you know, believe it, I can't remember my password. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your loan through? Is it Sally May? Uh, Great Lakes. Ooh. Oh, that was the same place I had mine through. Yeah. Yeah. What were yeah. yours like? Less than less than five percent. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Oh man, maximum number of login attempts reached. <laughs> I agree. I got locked out. I locked myself out. Just put it on auto pay and don't worry about it for 10 years. And then one day you'll wake up and you'll have extra money in your account one month and you'll be like, Oh no. shit, it's over. Okay. So here's the thing. Like sometimes depending on where I'm at in life, I'm, you know, I've been living paycheck to paycheck for probably 50% of the time since graduating college. So I can't do that. Like I can't have it just come out automatically. Cause I don't know if I'll have that much money in my account every month. Well, and it's you- like, and the fact that that's the case and so much of it currently is going to interest regardless of whether or not it evens out later. It's like, eh, yeah, it just sucks. It's just a lot. I wish I had someone come talk to me about the realities of university too. And like UCSD was amazing and I had so much freaking fun there. And I was so lucky to be able to go there and get the grants that I got and like have my dad help me out how he did and everything. But I should have gone to community college for the first two years. Holy That's what shit. I was going to say. Nobody oh, talks about that. Nobody I talks agree. about that. Is Maybe there's something I don't know, but is there any reason you can't go to any community college for two years, get good grades, crush your SAT, and then transfer to a university and just pay two years of university tuition? Is there something preventing you from getting into a top tier university that you otherwise would have gotten into if you come out of two years community college? No. I think this might be. <laughs> right. I actually, so I, when I graduated from UCSD, I worked at the academic advising office for a couple years. Um, and there, it's actually, it's so easy. You basically go and do your like general education for the first two years. And then you get something called an IGETSI, which is like, like an exam that it's, it's like, it's not an exam. It's like, you fulfill the requirements by taking X courses and that gets you into a UC. So really all you have to do is just take those correct courses and get like, I don't know what grade it was. You just have to pass them. Um, And then you get into a UC. So I would say that it's even easier if you go to a community college and you're prepared for what college is like at that point. And your, yeah. your, your degree at the end of the four years still just says UCSD on it. It doesn't say community college. So nobody's none the wiser that your right. first two years were exactly. at a community. And you saved right. probably $30,000. Hey, $30,000 a year at UCSD. So you saved $60,000. Jesus That's Christ. in-state tuition. I don't know what out-of-state was. $30,000 a year is in-state tuition? $32,000 a year. And that was a few years ago. I, I graduated college seven years ago. Good God. Yeah, I think mine for out of state was something like like 56. 
like a year and then there's like on-campus housing and stuff which i did obviously which taxed on like 10 grand and then yeah by the end of it i should have come out with like you know close to two hundred thousand dollars in debt but Jeez. i was like super lucky to come out with forty thousand yeah it it's so crazy well you it's need so to find crazy. out what your interest rate is and you i'm doing, it, I'm doing it right now as we speak <laughs> troubleshooting it <laughs> i don't literally mean right now <laughs> i do want to know is this a good point to go get uh, another beer yes, yes this would be great yes coco is okay. also crazy so uh I mean, get another nug <laughs> okay we're back and uh we realized it's time to move on to the main event topic everybody okay everybody for the main event this week we have an idea that came from Linda, actually. So I'm going to turn it over to you to explain what we're going to talk about. So this week, we are talking about a musical main event. It's hmm. uh, interesting because it's also holiday themed. So just great things all around. Um, <laughs> I'm not going this- <laughs> to... We've got Eggnog Steve here joining us for this Christmas musical. I'm sorry, holiday musical. It could be either, non-denominational. Topic. So this came up because I don't think my mother-in-law is going to listen to this. I hope not, because I have many qualms with what she said. But this came up when I had a conversation with my mother-in-law. Harrison, my husband, and my mother-in-law were all chatting, and she brought up the fact that, um, I guess that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, that Christmas song, Uh Baby, It's Cold Outside, has been silenced, so they're not playing it on the radio, (laughs) is what she said. It got canceled. It's been canceled. She didn't say it's been canceled, but she said that she said that they're not playing it on the radio and she would know cause she listens to the radio. So, and she loves that song among other songs. Um, and she, this is also, she's a huge Christmas person. She loves Christmas. So this is c- kind of why she brought it up. It really bothered her that they, they wouldn't play that song. And she doesn't understand why, they're not playing a song like Baby It's Cold Outside, but the radio is playing a song like Wet Ass Pussy. <laughs> I have a couple questions about your about your uh your mother-in-law. Okay. <laughs> what radio station is she listening to that both of those songs would be an option? This is a great question. I believe it's just she listens to the radio, like she flips through the channels and she somehow heard WAP. I don't think they were on the same channel. Yes. <laughs> or station. Oh I my would, God. What, what do you think, Jordan? Well, no, I, I mean, I just had a similar reaction to you, which I had like said this when the topic first came up with Linda and Harrison, but like, 
what person is sitting there taking a tally mark of how many times this song is coming on the radio also and they're they're so deeply offended like this is an unconstitutionally low amount of times for this song to be played on the radio and they're actively upset about it because i know it's not just your mother-in-law that's like upset about it you know that it's just part of like the war on christmas narrative kind of thing and yes. i don't want to I don't, you know, yeah, I don't want to lump her in with people that I think go like insanely far with that argument, but it stems from the same Christmas tree branch. So I feel like there's a big difference between, you know, a song getting censored and a song getting canceled. It sounds like the song actually got canceled, right? Because it's like kind of rapey. Right. Yes. How about this? <laughs> I, pulled up, I pulled up the lyrics. I did too, actually. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Oh, good. 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 Okay, Steve. Steve, do you want to read the lyrics? Um, I mean, it's kind of long. It's a long. It song. is. I mean, enough to get the gist. Can you get to the rapey part? Uh, where's where's <laughs> that? Uh, it's up to your knees out there. You've been really uh, thrilled when you touch my hand, but don't you? Oh, this is oh, spicy. Let's see. <laughs> get it. <laughs> it's rapier than he thought. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I didn't realize it was this hot. Wow, they're getting in there. Right, right. It is very interesting that this is something that like has been sung and uh, like around children for so long. But your favorite, your your your, I guess. Wait, sorry, you cut out. Can you say that again? Which lyric were you talking about? Pull out. Well, uh, Okay, so here, I mean, I just feel like it's important to establish this part of it first, right? So we can, like, understand the context of everything. I'm looking at the stuff that says, uh, my mother will start to worry, beautiful watch you're wearing, my father will be pacing the floor, listen to the fireplace roar, so really I'd better scurry, beautiful please don't hurry, well maybe just a half a drink more, put some records on while I pour. It's just like, you know, kind of actively. Is it supposed to be a is it supposed to be a conversation? Like each line is alternating between the male singer yes. and the female singer? Yes. Oh. You know it's like dun, 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 and the girl's like la 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 and then the guy's like ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. <laughs> That's <such a> good <laughs> I'm aware. That was like the perfect way of <laughs> imitating that song without singing it <laughs> so good <laughs> people get it they know the song yes um but yes steve so it's I'm like sure i'd recognize it if i heard it oh but. of course you definitely would and then it's like that da, da. okay i'm like so committed to not singing the lyrics we can't play the song though right can we yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. totally we can't uh, Oh, wait, what, wait, what'd you say? Can we can, what? Oh, can, can we know. play the song? Our show is not on anyone's radar. Okay. <laughs> that would have an issue. We're totally fine. But well, yeah. I feel like it's helpful since it is a musical main event. I think yeah. it's okay to play it, right? I agree. I agree. Can yes. I, can I just play it like into the, Absolutely. okay, I have it. Oh, shoot. Did that <laughs> Oh, it's because. Uh, oh. I really can't but maybe it's cold outside. Got to go but maybe it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop so in. Nice. I'll hold your 
hands, they're just like ice. Beautiful, what's your Listen to the fireplace. It's so catchy. I hate it. It slaps. It slaps. It so does. That's way better than WAP. Okay. But but I think but I think like the discussion right is is maybe not so much does that song deserve to be canceled so much as it is is it a fair comparison to think that that song is being unfairly censored while wet ass pussy is allowed to like be on the air right thank I'm, you exactly I'm, I'm assuming it's th- when they play wet ass pussy on the radio it is censored though isn't it it says mm-hmm. wet and gushy on the radio well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Wait, it's, wait, wait, no, say the goddamn there's nothing I hate more and and as as a shouter from the nineties, maybe you guys won't be able to relate to this, but you used to have to go to the record store and buy CDs, right? I bought and, CDs. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. And certain rap groups that I liked in the nineties used a lot of vulgarity. And if you weren't careful and you went to the store to buy the CD, you would ac- accidentally buy the like the the radio version and you'd get it in like every third word on your favorite rap song is just bleeped out. And you're like, well, this isn't even a song anymore. So right. get that shit out there. Uncensor all that shit. I want wet ass pussies. I want wet ass armpits. I want cold babies outside, you know? Like- <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it shouldn't be just like dead air. Like you should figure out like, cardi b did or whoever put together that song (laughs) figured out that you can say wet and gushy instead of wet ass pussy but my mother-in-law would beg to differ and say that it's almost worse to say wet and gushy because we all know what she's saying and it's grosser (laughs) to say wet and gushy i think i have to agree with your mom on that or your mother-in-law i feel i feel like it is grosser it's like wet ass pussy is very direct right what and gushy? You're almost, when you say the word gushy, you're starting to put this sort of like, like, ugh, like behind it. It's not like just describing it. It's like it's gushy. It's even like more explicit almost, which I find to be completely fine. But putting my brain into the brain of someone that finds that song offensive, I could see them saying that. That's fair. Uh, can I really quick too before we keep going with this conversation? I have to say and preface this with like this whole conversation with I love my mother-in-law and she's a person that I can have these conversations with and we don't lose our shit about it. Like she's someone that I can be like, hey, like this is why I don't agree with this. This is how I feel about it. So I feel like in the spirit of this podcast, like she's a great person and I have nothing like you know, like I love her as a person and she totally. would be great on this podcast too. Yes. Yes. I've only met her a few times, but every time she's so warm and sweet and like. Someone I say remember. gushy. <laughs> oh, God. Too far. Steve will never meet her. We're having fun. We're hanging out. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but yes, so I, I totally see what you're saying, Linda, for sure. And in the spirit of that, um, let's relentlessly mock her point of view. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm with her. I think Baby is Cold Outside slaps way harder than 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 WAP. I think this okay. song sucks. Okay, but outside outside of if you like the song or not, do you think 
that it's unfair for the radio stations to stop playing that song but keep playing WAP. I I mean, if that were really going on, then yeah, I'd be like, that is completely just contradictory. But I don't think that's what's going on. Like I said, I don't think it's the same rate. I don't think the state the the station that plays Christmas tunes is also the station that plays like t- top ten uh, R and B hip hop. I, I just but, don't think it's the same station. But they are all under the same umbrella of radio regulations. Right. Oh, is like this, oh the feds did this. Right. Oh, I'm, now you got me. <laughs> well, my mother-in-law said that she was listening to the radio and she w- heard the song Wet Ass Pussy or Wet and Gushy and she looked <laughs> it up and figured out that it was actually Wet Ass Pussy, not Wet and Gushy. Wait, I have a quick question. <laughs> how, how do they edit the part where they say there are some whores in this house? Do they say there's hors d'oeuvres in this house? Like, what do they say? <laughs> I think that you can say whore on the radio. Oh, that's well. Look at that. That's interesting, isn't it? I think you can, but again, I'd have to do research. But what she was saying was that she heard the song on the radio. She, I don't know if how she found out that "Baby It's Cold Outside" is not playing on the radio, but she she found out later that she that "Baby It's Cold Outside" is not on the radio, and so she was kind of like. And that's what I'm saying is like you can be listening to the radio and not hear and hear this one song and be like, what the hell are they saying? And then you find out later that this song that you this beloved song is not playing. So I don't yes. think it happened all on one station or one one day. Well, I, yes. I, do, re- I do remember last Christmas because that's the first I heard of this controversy. All of a sudden that this song was being canceled and everybody said it was rapey and and I don't know what the case is and I don't know how many stations really stopped playing it, but I will say to me, I'll bet it's one of those controversies where a hundred people got offended about the song lyrics on Twitter. And then all the radio stations freaked out and thought that was everybody. And now normal people like your mother-in-law that just liked hearing a Christmas song are like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) I think that's probably what happened. I doubt there were a lot of people clamoring for that song to be canceled, but I bet there was a lot of heat on Twitter for it. And people fall for Twitter a lot. Uh, I think, I think what is, this is something that I think a lot when I'm listening to the podcast is when I disagree with you, Steve, which I am doing right now, it all has to do with, it all has to do with the implications of things and like, kind of like, the societal cost. So like the societal cost of a group of people not getting to listen to this song that they like and being bummed about it and having all of that other Christmas music to listen to and then having a song like Baby It's Cold Outside that clearly like says that consent doesn't matter, like fuck consent. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to stay here and you're going to hang out with me and we're going to do whatever we, whatever I want to do. And then I'm going to put something in your drink. Yes. Like, that's, wait, wait, that's where, does it say okay. that? where does it say that? Okay. So let me, let's get to it. Let me get you to the part that I'm not okay with, which is most of the song, but because the whole song is about consent. So if you look at, Okay, the neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? No cabs to be had out there. 
And so, yeah. So it's basically this guy saying, hey, like, you can't leave. There's no cabs out there. Plus, I roofied you. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. I think that's the most uncharitable interpretation of those lyrics. (laughs) That you could have, though. You could also look at it as, as 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 a man and a woman flirting and coming up with excuses why they have to stay together and smash. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. But, like, even if... Because this scene gets played out in the media a lot, right? It's like, uh, a woman is like, oh, I should really go home. And the guy's like, come on, you know? She's like, no, seriously. Like, I have to get up in the morning. Come on. You can, you know, you can just do it. And it's like... We see it in media all the time, so I feel like it becomes much more normalized than it should be. And I don't want to get too, like, dark here or whatever, but one of my bosses got me drunk when we were on tour, and I had a flight early the next morning, and I had said I didn't want to go out with him at all, but he was my boss, and he was like, come on, come on, we'll just go to pizza, we'll just go to pizza. I'm like, okay, fine, pizza. He takes me to an Italian restaurant Wines and dines me, keeps ordering wine and physically pouring me wine and like pushing it over. Now I have to take responsibility for being an adult with like control over my own hands. But I get to the point where I'm like drunk, right? Also, the whole situation is so uncomfortable because I know he's coming on to me. So I like drink more, which I've learned a lesson. That is not the way to handle that. And so then we go, we get back to the hotel and he goes, do you want to come upstairs with me for a drink? And I'm like, no. And he's like, come on. I'm like, no. And he goes, I'll make sure you're not late for your thing in the morning. And so it's like, literally, it literally is a scene that plays out like we see in the media and in this song in ways that are supposed to be cute. But the realities of it is like, I certainly did not want that. And then in some instances where maybe the couple does wind up hooking up or getting together, she obviously wasn't sure in the moment. And then this guy is trying to push her into a place and like give her all of these logical reasons for like why she should stay with him and inevitably sleep with him. It's just so gross and awful. Well, I mean, you're taking a, a fictional story that was made up in a song and putting your own personal experiences on it. Like the two characters in that song, you don't know what the intent of, of the guy that wrote the song and what the the intent of these fictional characters' feelings were. I mean, it's it's like that that Bill Burr bit where he's talking about, you know, uh, of course, no means no, but I mean, it depends on how you say it. If like, no, obviously. But if a girl's like, no, stop, that doesn't mean the same thing. Like, okay, I but have I, didn't, I didn't do the bit as well as he did, but you know, you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. Steve, we would have never expected that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I also just think it's very important to understand that women being like coy like that is often a defense tactic because they don't feel comfortable enough to be direct because if you are direct guys literally will get violent sometimes or they'll shame you and make you feel like garbage tell your friends that you're like a prude you know which obviously at different points in your points in your life means different things there's a whole range of of reactions that women fear in those scenarios and sure i don't want to take away the agency of a woman who thinks yeah it is cute to play like no i guess (laughs) you know if you think if that's like a kink you're into or whatever and you like saying no stop and that's actually hot for you i guess it's not my place to say that however when you're a writer of a song and you chose to write that scene out 
and we look back on it now with a better understanding of what consent looks like, I think it's entirely reasonable to be like, this song that typically is being played on Christmas stations, which are seen as a family-friendly option, honestly, right? Exactly. Where you can play it for your whole family. You know, it's it's entirely acceptable to do that. And I think my biggest I think my biggest qualm with the whole with the song is the fact that kids are listening to this song and kids are not absorbing and like they're not they're not thinking about it and dissecting it the same way that we do. All that they're hearing is they're hearing a woman saying like, hey, like, I don't really want to do this. And a man saying like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, you stay here. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's not it's not what kids should be hearing. It's not what boys should be hearing growing up and thinking like, oh, like she's just, you know, she's just going to stay here because it's fine. You know, it's not, it's, it's not what I want kids to be listening to. So I do hear that point. And I think that makes a lot of sense, but I would counter that was like, well, if you don't want kids hearing that, (laughs) yes, there are some whores in this house. That's that's what I want my young, young boys to grow up. There are some whores in this house. Damn right. Like, sorry, Linda, I want to give you a chance to respond to Steve. (laughs) Well, I think that that's, that's also, yeah, that's a fair point that that's something that you would have to talk to and explain to kids like what what is this word that I don't know what are horse and having <laughs> that sort of conversation I just feel like honestly like I'm gonna be that parent that's just like you have questions I'll tell you Th- these are my answers like that's just that's just how things are gonna go mm-hmm. I love that I agree with you and I also think and Steve I would agree with that point as well if these stations were being accessed by the same demographic of kids, but right. it's not. Like right. the same family, the same mom in a minivan that's turning on like the Christmas channel is not the same one that's going to just be turning on a station that plays songs that are adjacent to wet ass pussy, right? <laughs> it's I like, know. I mean, I think if you're playing is this top 40 radio at this point, you'd hear wet ass pussy that one, yeah? Like if you're just playing sure. the Billboard hits. Sure, but if you're playing top forty radio, you wouldn't hear "Baby It's Cold Outside" because it's yeah, not. That's, that's that's why I'm saying uh, uh, her mother-in-law is. What station is he listening to? <laughs> right, it's a station too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I feel you. I know. I understand what you're saying. Like those things, they're completely different topics. They're two completely different. They're inappropriate for children in different ways (laughs) in very different ways (laughs) for sure and and so i'll say that but i will say that playing a song like wet and gushy on the radio is not it's not worse like you can it's not worse to talk about like female sexuality openly because men talk about their sexuality openly in rap songs and other songs. Did you hear Snoop Dogg criticized wet ass pussy? I no. saw the headline, but what did he, can you repeat it for us? Uh, something along the lines is like, it's, it's, he's like, you know, if I was a younger man, I might've liked that. But now I, women need to understand the jewel that they have and they shouldn't just be sharing with everybody. And a song like that just, and I was just like, I mean, so I hear what you're saying, Mr. Dog, but. <laughs> oh, my God. That's but so. I, <laughs> you can call enlightened I, now. And he's like, I see the error of my previous pussy ways. Exactly. 
<laughs> so silly. I love that he said that though. That's so hypocritical. It, oh, it's so his because his lyrics were so like misogynistic and just vulgar. But I'll say this way 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 better lyrics than fucking wet ass pussy that's why that song is just trash it's just not a good rap song it's just well first off i mean do you like missy elliott i'm curious to know I, that i like her better than than wet ass pussy okay but one of the reasons that i think missy elliott you know like won that lifetime achievement award and is so revolutionary is because she took this stance of a woman taking like power over these concepts and talking about them herself instead of the guy being the one that gets on and starts talking about all of these things on behalf of women. And so it, it shifts who has control of the narrative really is like the main point. And when it's, you know, the women in WAP, is it WAP or WAP? I say WAP, but it, I'm sure it's either. I say WAP also, but then I think it should be WAP. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Anyways, <laughs> so when you look at them, right? I don't think they're making that song thinking like, hell yeah, this was the most insane fucking like lyrical genius we've ever written. I think it's more yeah, so. We just farted on a record, put a bunch of vulgarity in it, and people eat it up because either they're titillated by the vulgarity or they, they want to appear woke and not call this out for being an objectively bad song. Steve, it's a meta criticism. From them? It is a- it is a meta criticism of the patriarchy effectively directly it's just women talking about their own fucking pussies for once that's fine talk about your pussies i'm saying just you know better bars okay okay see this is this is good because i'm glad that we're having a conversation about how you just don't like the song itself i can completely yes like if you don't like it you don't like it that's fine but I think I realized exactly and a better way to word this. I'm sorry. I don't podcasts are difficult because normally I need like a few tries to figure out my thoughts, you know, same for us. We just decided (laughs) to put it out to everyone forever. (laughs) But I think I realized that the reason that I have a, okay. The reason I have a problem with baby it's cold outside and not WAP is because WAP is women talking about, them liking sex and liking it in specific ways and being specific about those ways. And I can get down with the idea of talking to a child about what sex is and that sex is enjoyable and that people do it and that they should love it. And it's, it's great to love sex. That's fine. I'm not okay with a song making it so that making it seem like consent is something that we don't need to bother with. And it could be also argued that baby it's cold outside could be a good way to start a conversation with a kid though, about why consent is important and why we need to talk about it. So either way they can play whatever song they want, but I would have different approaches with these songs and talking Mm -hmm. about them with a child. That was stated beautifully and sorry steve you have a follow-up no i uh, pretty much agree yeah yeah and i you won the podcast linda <laughs> yeah linda yes! you won. <laughs> that was my goal to get us to all agree on something <laughs> um but yeah i i think just as like uh as a quick follow-up question would you be comfortable with let's say maybe like a more egregiously offensive song 
not on the WAP side, on the baby it's cold outside side, would you be comfortable with leaving that up for the purpose of, like you said, uh, having it exist in history and exist as a centerpiece for these important conversations? And you could extend that question to like Louis C.K.'s material. So for instance, if Slick Rick were to say, girl, I can't be subtle. I want to get that butthole. Comment. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. And I'm forming all of these opinions as we speak. So I yes, will give it. you that disclaimer. Um, <laughs> but I think that for me, it bothers me. Like when I hear baby, it's cold outside, I skip it because it hurts my heart to know that there are women that go through these specific situations, these same situations in different ways where they're saying they're feeling uncomfortable about saying no and they end up saying yes. And that makes me feel really uncomfortable. Um, but a song like Slick Rick, um, he's not yeah. subtle. I, I think that that's, that's not subtle. I think that it's all a learning experience. It's fine for it to like exist, I think. But when, I, when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it specifically within my own household. Like if I'm mm -hmm. going to have kids listening to music, I'm going to skip Baby It's Cold Outside. I will have conversations with my kids about consent. Mm -hmm. with And I can have those without Baby It's Cold Outside. So I guess... The answer to your question, Jordan, is no, we don't need these songs. I'm going to have these conversations in a way where you don't have to, like, show the kids the example of what's wrong. You I just imagine how funny them. that would be, Lisa, like, you as a mom, like, all right, sit down, kids. It's just, like, having their your five-year-old son and or daughter, like, listen to this music and you just pausing it and trying to explain to them the consequences of this kind of language and actions. And they're just like, what? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yes hopefully age appropriate hopefully when they're like middle school or something but yes so, you know what's craziest about that's, this that's the song specifically sorry steve you know what's craziest about this song is i'm looking at the lyrics now and i don't see any mention of christmas why why is this a christmas song Oh, that's even better. I'm going to bring that up to my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm scanning. Maybe I, maybe I missed something about a tree or something in here, but Nothing. I don't see anything about it. Nope. Yeah. One Wait. mention. I mean, it's You're clearly, so it's clearly right. cold outside. That suggests <gasps> winter. But... This is so good. Steve. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's not even a Christmas song. It's fine that it's not playing on the radio. It's not a Christmas yeah. song. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that was brilliant. You just uncovered <laughs> something that I don't think anybody's ever questioned in their life. I expected to look at the album art and see a bunch of like deep reds and like rosy cheeks. Little, little did I know it would just be this freaking Dom Dean Martin guy <laughs> with a blue background with his stupid eyebrow. Look at his stupid S eyebrow. Stupid eyebrow. <laughs> He has really stupid eyebrows. He just looks like someone that's like, hey, don't go outside, baby. Stay baby. In Stay in here in my fingertips. Oh, I so see it now. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> creepy. Look at, look at his stupid eyebrows. That's Dean Martin. He's in the Rat Pack. He's cool, right? I thought he was cool. 
yeah no i think he's like generally heralded by like all of people for like all the time (laughs) wait i just realized that i can take this conversation just one level further there is a a a cover of this song by the band she and him which is zoe de chanel and oh god i'm not gonna remember his name but he's the guy the singer of the band m ward oh yes and they reverse the roles. Can I play it for you? It's the oh God, yes. woman singing it. Um, I have many thoughts about this. That's why I've, I've, I have this almost. Yep, it's right here. Okay. So Zoe Deschanel sings the male version. And Guy, I don't know his name, sings <laughs> the female version or the female lyrics. Oh, I think I need to fast forward through some of this. What's in the street? No caps to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight to now. Break a spell. I'll take your your hand. Mind if I'm moving? At least I want to say that I tried. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. I bet it's cold outside. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it how do we feel about it now? It certainly doesn't sound like a rape is taking place. It's Steve, that extreme language, it is not useful. <laughs> you described it as a rapey song. Rapey. We're not saying a rape is taking place. Yeah. Well, is the it's unfortunately maybe the start of a rape which would be horrible but it is a general lack of respect for another person's decisions so that was that was the uh the the guy in in that uh rendition Uh uh-huh and he was saying he was saying the same things that the woman was saying in the other song Completely unrealistic. Um, yeah. The guy, the guy had just been like, hey, can I stay? <laughs> yeah, well, here. Do you mind if I crash here? It's cold. I... That, that, if, if the song were the other way around, that would be what it's called. Can I crash here? It's cold. Can I crash? <laughs> uh, it is, I feel like uh, since Zoe Deschanel is a hipster, I feel like that must have been intentional to be some sort of like criticism on the lyrics themselves, right? That was yeah. my that was my reading of it. But. I'm sure yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's uh, cool. yeah. I didn't realize how fucking silly these lyrics were, but uh, and how non Christmas related yeah. they are. I love that. <laughs> I would say that's yeah. I don't understand. Like I don't. I'm, I don't. I mean, whatever. A song can tell a story, even if it's not a good story. So even if this is like a, a a potential sexual assault, well, that's a story that can be told through art. I'm fine with that. But I just don't see anything to do with Christmas, and I don't see why it would be played on a radio station, other than the implication that it's winter time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Or they're or maybe they're in Alaska. It could be the middle of the summer. We don't know. The only indication we're given is that it's cold outside. Yeah. Maybe they live in the mountains. Maybe they're at the top of Haleakala in Hawaii. We don't know. Yeah. Whoa. Can you say that again? Haleakala. 
Haleakala. I think, I think that's the wrong mountain. No, I think I wanted to say Mauna Kea, but still. That's just, that's a beautiful My point stands. Um, <laughs> that was distractingly beautiful, Steve. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that nice? Oh, every every street name in Hawaii is awesome. It's like Liliuokalani. With that then, first part, too? Liliuokalani. <laughs> Liliuokalani. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's an actual street name? Something like that, yeah. I, I, I can't say it anymore. I can say it back in the day. I've lost yeah. my touch. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. Well, you guys want to wrap it up? I think so. Everybody, that was, Linda, that was such a fun holiday. I love it. Yes, that was so fun. Also, can I throw in this really quick anecdote? I was at Target the other day, and some guy, the cashier, he just looked completely miserable. I was like, busy day. He's like, yeah, all these fucking idiots, because it's like, you know, freaking holidays. And uh, I, I like go to check out, and I go, oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, wait, actually, happy holidays. And he goes... No, fuck that noise. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I was like, Jesus. Was so angry about it. So you know, if, you hadn't, if you hadn't corrected yourself, it probably would have passed unnoticed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But you, I, you, I, you brought it to his attention and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to be outraged. Yeah, he was, which is hilarious, too, because like the same disdain he brought to that comment was the same disdain he brought to his previous statements which was just based in a complete hatred for the season <laughs> like how everybody <laughs> and then when i try to say happy holidays he's like no merry christmas christmas is sacred it's like fix your attitude then bro <laughs> yeah uh, that bothers me so much because it's like i just don't understand why we can't exist in a world where we can each say what we want to say and have it be fine. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Okay. So this is what I mean is you can't be so upset about someone saying happy holidays and like counter it like that because it's like, it's encompassing everything. Like happy holidays yeah. is encompassing all of it. So exactly. what's the problem with that? What's the exactly. It's philosophically like unsound, almost. Is it though? Because the, the, like, I mean, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Say whatever you want. I, this is the last thing I'm gonna get outraged about. But I do get it because <laughs> if you're saying Happy Holiday, it's mid December. What holiday are you talking about? Okay, it's either sure. Christmas or Hanukkah. It's what? a grouping. It's a groupings of holidays. And I do just have to say, a significant portion of the population is Jewish and celebrates Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. A lot of households wind up celebrating Hanukkah and Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's how I grew up at my grandma's house. But my grandma's a freaking Jew. But she just, like, celebrated Christmas because, you know, my dad wasn't a Jew. And so we didn't embody Jewishness, you know, entirely. But it's like, that is very reasonable. You know, that alone, not to mention the other holidays that belong to other cultures around that season. So would you be happier if it was like happy winter holidays? Okay, so other than Christmas and Hanukkah, what's what's the other holiday that everybody's celebrating in mid-December? I want to get a if there, if, there, if there were like 40, 40 holidays going on in December, I could understand like happy holidays. It's like, well, he could mean any one of them. We're just hanging out. But when the only one going on is Christmas and you say happy holidays, it's like, why, are, why aren't you just saying the word, friendo? You know? Well, I will, 
I will agree with you that like obviously we're talking about that one like week of time, right? Right. Two week time period where there's like the heightened, you know, light shows and, and that's when everybody tends to be going like super hard on everything. Um I will say this though, like growing up is one of the only Jewish families in middle Georgia. Like we're doing Hanukkah when the rest of the entire city's got their Christmas lights and Christmas celebrations and Merry Christmas this. And it was like, we didn't give a fuck. What are we going to say? We're, we're the, the whole, the whole town is supposed to change what they're doing for the one Jewish family. They're all Christians. It's Christmas. Like whatever. Have fun guys. As long as you're not like fucking burning crosses in my front yard. What do I care? Sure. It's fucking, I mean, it's middle Georgia. You're all Christian. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, here's the thing. First off, there's just the argument that's like, these are my neighbors and I care about my neighbors. So to be a nice neighbor, I would like to just acknowledge what they care about, you know, because that's just like the nice thing to do for the people that live around me. I, I understand you shouldn't be forced to do that, but you don't have to say Merry Christmas in the first place. That alone is your choice, right? And like, mm-hmm. I didn't call him out, you know, I was the one that corrected myself. So like, if you're not actively being imposed on, if no one's telling you you can't do a certain thing or whatever, no one's saying you can't say Merry Christmas. Oh, it's he's a like- douche. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mistaken by my playing devil's advocate over here because I do yeah, see yeah, the totally. silliness of, of the argument. But totally. like, he's still totally. a douche. Like, yeah, he is. To, to even waste any time getting outraged over it is just like, oh my God, pick your battles, man. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, fun? exactly. Well, it's just like this, this constant waspy dedication to getting the whole world to fit into what they do and what they believe and like that's it it's like i want only my world to be around me and that is all it's the most self-centered shit it's like come on i also understand not wanting to be punished or whatever in quotes but it's yeah i now that we're talking about this this came up in my mind and it's also not a fully formed thought so let's see where this goes but what do we think a person that says all lives matter when people say black lives matter would say about happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas? Yes. That's you such know a what I mean? Like, that's yeah, it's, 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 it's the, yeah, it's the same people getting outraged. Do we on, think so? on both sides, you think? I would argue. No, I'm saying I'm saying the guy that gets mad about happy holidays is also the guy that that probably says all lives matter. But that yeah. doesn't make sense. The same guy. But like the the guy that says fuck happy holidays yes. should be saying and, and okay, let's say that there's a guy that says all lives matter and he says fuck happy holidays. That is contradictory. All Lives Matter and Happy Holidays are essentially the same thing. They're covering like a wider spectrum of things. So All Lives Matter, everything matters, all the lives. Happy mm-hmm. Holidays, all the holidays all matter, the all of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious. There's, I don't, I'm just curious what a person who says All Lives Matter would think in that situation. Yeah. Well, you know, they're not going to be morally consistent. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my prediction. Yes, I agree. But I know, Steve, not saying you're an All Lives Matter person, but you would say the same thing about a Black Lives Matter person, that they what? are not more consistent, maybe. Um, 
Well, I, I mean, I think the all eyes matter people at this point in in December of 2020, if you're saying all lives matter, like we, we know what you really mean. Like, I think when the, when the, the yeah. phrase first came out, yeah. like it was, it was a legitimate response. Like somebody says black lives matter. It's like, no, no, they all matter. But it but, was, but, sorry, I'm so sorry. But now you know that the people saying that don't really mean all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, I think you could get away with that in, in 2016 and actually sincerely be like, no, all lives matter. But 2020 like we know we know what we know what you're really saying so what do those happy holidays people mean do they really mean (laughs) i think think i think those people are just annoyed because they're like it's obviously christmas time look around turn on the radio look at the decorations there's trees everywhere jingle bells is playing in every store i go into and we're pretending like it's not christmas yeah well, I will say, though, I do think there's a portion of the happy holidays people that really are just trying to say, like, I don't like Jews. I don't want to think about them. I don't want to think about anybody else. Maybe. That's not a so terrible. I never considered that. Yeah. 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 It's horrible. It's so horrible. And yeah, All Lives Matter as a response when it first came out. That was like your grandma that's sitting on a recliner watching Fox News and is like, I think all lives matter, thinking it's some some smart thing to say or whatever. But I completely agree. Now that's just um, entirely fucked. How silly that we're in a place right now where all of these political identities are almost subcategorized through sayings and like quick. I guess that's how it is throughout pop culture in general, but. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Linda, we do want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. And thank you so much for being a patron. Uh, did, did you have any social media you wanted to plug or anything where people could follow you at? Or do you want to you know, stay a little anonymous? This is okay. This is a good time for this. I think, yes, people could follow me and my art on Instagram at linda.alanis dot art oh that's hard if you just look me up linda alanis art how do you spell that how do you yep a-l-a-n-i-z linda yep. alanis art yep art awesome linda i've got a website now a website. so it'll come up yes. yes yes linda's art is so beautiful everybody i wish i could show a picture of the painting that linda did of my dog coco but oh nice linda has so many wonderful pet paintings that she's done that are like just I can't talk them up enough it was so fun it was such a fun gift idea I got it for like a bunch of my family members and stuff and every one of them has just been so cool like my mom cried I gave her a painting of Uh our family dog that passed away in quarantine and my mom saw it and was like Linda captured Dupree like so much like it feels like she's here so Linda is really really talented and I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Yes, Yes, I absolutely loved doing this. This was so much fun. It feels like, I don't know, it just feels surreal to be on this end of it and getting to like actually voice all the opinions that I have (laughs) to you rather than just to myself as I'm listening to the podcast. So it's been really fun. Hell yeah. Yes, you are the best. It's been so fun. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. 
And a happy Hanukkah. <laughs> it is also, I'll have you know, it is the sixth night of Hanukkah, also known as the wild card night. Ooh. The wild card night. Wait, why? I don't know. We started celebrating Hanukkah again this year, but I don't remember the rules because I haven't done it since I was a kid. So we're just making it up as we go along. <laughs> Wait, so you made the wild card night up. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got I got all my girlfriend's presents and they're just all in one big box. And then I make her put a mask on. And then it's like, well, there's 14 items in the there's there's 16 items in the box and there's eight crazy nights. So each night you can close your eyes and select two items. So the first night she got a she got like the lid to a saucer and like a spoon or something. <laughs> but, but then the next night she got a Nintendo Switch. And it's like, hey, it's a wild card. You never know, man. You're blindfolded. You know, just put your hands in the box, see what comes out. You get two choices. Get in there. All right. Oh my God. Right. Like, that's so good on so many levels. Cause when you first started that sentence, it sounded like he said, I got all my girlfriends present. <laughs> like all of the girlfriends that I have got present. And I was like, wait a minute. Well, she's the only one that's Jewish. <laughs> that's so funny. Really, right, really funny before we sign off. Right. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Before we sign off, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Okay, just really quick. Nine winter holidays around the world. Hanukkah. Yes! Three Kings Day. Winter Solstice. St. Lucia? Lucia Day? St. Nicholas Day. Christmas. Kwanzaa. New Year, Mardi Gras. Hmm. We're throwing Mardi Gras into it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that. I read that That's last so one and I was like, I don't know about that one. I think, I don't think that 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 uh, could be considered this at all. The, the list was strong in the beginning. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, really, really. Well, I don't know if it started off strong. Winter solstice. Well, listen. Ready? That's Here a pagan go. holiday. Paganism. Yes, the winter, which is where we got the fucking tree. By the way, yeah, for the Christmas. Solstice, the winter solstice occurs around December 21st. It is the shortest day of the year. People all over the world participate in festivals and celebrations. Long ago, people celebrated by lighting bonfires and candles to coax back the sun. Well, I'm bringing it back, man. That sounds like fun. Yeah, hell yeah, bring it back. Wild card. Wild card. <laughs> it's the sixth night. Wild card. We're doing the solstice. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter at the I Disagree Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes. That'd be amazing. And if you are wanting to contribute your own warm-up topics or you want to come on the show like Linda, head to patreon.com slash I Disagree Podcast and sign up for one of the tiers. we got lots of cool stuff on there. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.